you going, Sal? We've been out there in the office all day, but not much of a chance to uh, talk. It's I go, know. go, go. We haven't today, have we? No. But we're going to sort of... I know we're getting these two big fronts. It's probably the wrong day to talk about it with a lot of rain happening up north. But having said that, we need that to happen in one sense because that's how Lake Eyre and the middle of Australia survives. So we've got some interesting tools and things to talk about because Lake Eyre is going to be at the fullest it's been in God knows how long after all these continual rains Ooh. keep coming south. The Kimberley and Lake Eyre, and I mean, I'd started looking at this before I really realised how we're going to be hit with these two great big cyclones, Trevor and Veronica, but even before that, what's happening with Lake Eyre is the waters that are about to hit there from the Queensland floods, they've been coming down slightly. Right. so they've been filling up as it it's is. Been, yeah, so by the end of March, Lake Eyre is going to be probably the, oh, the deepest it's been in a long, long, long time. So even on here, like I've got this incredible photo, which I know you can't see on air, but I can show it to Sarah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'll, I'll describe and it to it, you. it shows you Birdsville actually became an island when all these floodwaters started coming south. The expanse of the water was so wide. That's the river as you would normally see it, this thin ribbon, as you can see. I that's can a photo see a taken from ribbon. the air. Yes. And that's the mass of water there is. So you, you have, can't even see where the river is. You have to is. look hard and it is water. It's a brown water. So when yes. I first saw it, it looks like dirt from this distance, but it and is that's all water. Little Birdsville over there. Goodness me. But yes, it's, it's up to 50 kilometres wide, this stretch of water coming down, and up to nine metres deep goodness that's huge so that's huge and that's going to hit lake air so keep it in mind if you've ever wanted to do lake air and i know lots of people do it's one of those bucket list phenomenons that doesn't happen every year when we get this much water coming mm. down there that this year would be really a great time to go and do it so a lot's happening and a lot's happening. maybe factor it in and i've talked before about the kimberley too and the top end after rain and I love to see it then everyone says oh you know you go in the dry season which is the most popular time to go to the top end any part of the top end because you're not getting the rain yeah but then you're also not getting the waterfalls okay yes and you've mentioned this before I how have. amazing the, the, waterfalls the waterfalls are, are. so my my sort of opinion is if you went April which is when I do April into early May you're not going to get the extreme of weather but there's still plenty of water. Okay. So you're going to get those wonderful waterfalls. So just keep that in mind. And also, you've got to remember, like, Broome, even just to go to Broome, it's such an interesting place to mm. go to because of its ethnicity of all the mixed cultures of when it was the pearling days. And a lot of Japanese uh, died there. There's an actual Japanese ceremony because so many of them actually died. Okay. Uh, in those big, heavy suits that they used to go diving in to get the pearls. But they all come together now with local Indigenous people. So it's quite a diverse and exotic town, which is only still a population of about 15,000. So it, it's not big. I've not heard anyone say that they didn't enjoy Broome that have been there. No, it's still got the oldest running um, outdoor cinema called the Sun Pictures, which is still running and okay. you can still go there. You've got, you know, lovely little pearl stores, of course, still yeah. that's all the pearls are still there. But you've got lovely old historical buildings, Chinese buildings. You've got famous Cable Beach, which is, you know, 22 k's long of pure white sand turquoise water. And don't forget you've got the staircase to the moon, which happens every year when they have on the Roebuck water flats. You have the moon hitting, the full moon hits it, so it looks like it's a stairway. Oh, that's amazing. So you get this moon shining and it leads you How often to the moon. does that happen? Well, this year the staircase to the moon is happening at various different dates when there's a full moon between 
between March and October. But you can go online and just check that out. there's a full moon today, I think, or last I night. I noticed last night. It was really mm, bright when beautiful. I got up during the night. I thought, wow, it's bright out yes. there. So, and then they have some lovely markets every time the full moon is on the full moon markets Oh, how as well. lovely. Yeah, and you can do, you know, go and do your lovely, as we said before, the camel ride at Cable Beach and go and see where the dinosaur footprints are at Gantome Point, which are reputed to be 130 million years old. So, you know, just do it when you're going to see it like that. I still I still feel that's your better time to do it. You've got all your different cruise companies, of course, will do cruises between Broome, Darwin and vice versa. Anything from something taking like only 12 passengers up to like the Ponant, the French vessel La Perouse that takes 184 passengers, depending on what you know, style of cruising you want and what inclusions you want. So you've got different prices, different yeah, various styles of cruising and cruising the Kimberley Coast, as I've said before, is just spectacular. And it's one of those things, Sal, that um, just reinforces that no matter where you go, you've, you've got to do that research so you can find out exactly mm. what you want to get out of it and what might be the better time for you to go. Exactly. And you've got to remember the tide up there, of course, as we know how we have these massive tides up the north, you know, which drop metres. So if you're not there when there's a lot of that, those good tides, you need to research, look at your tides as well, because you go to Horizontal Falls, which they call it because it's, it's just a tidal, it's not a waterfall. They yes. are, it's, it's water that rises and goes down and you can get the jet boat ride that takes you through the middle. It's quite, you know, exciting. Yeah. But if you haven't got the right tides, you're not going to see that either. Yeah. So if you want to see these things that are quite spectacular, you really need to look into your tides or get your travel agent to assist you if you're having problems working out when the best time is to see the waterfalls at the best, to see the, you know, the horizontal falls, etc. But a fabulous part of our country and also Lake Eyre if you've got that opportunity to get out to Lake Eyre. And so we're heading to India now. Yeah, we haven't, well I have talked about India but I haven't talked about it for a little while so I thought, well, why not today? Do a bit of a mix. I like that. And India is said to be named after Hindu, the ancient Hindu in ancient times. And uh, its religious uh, spirituality is prominent throughout the second most populous country in the world. I think the first is China. Those China and India are two most populous countries. Mm. And they've got an abundance of sacred sites and a lot of festivals that occur throughout the year, which we've talked about before. So it's always lovely to be there when there's a festival on. Having said that, there's hardly a month where they don't have a festival. But <laughs> so you're going to get they love their festivals. But you've got to remember how diverse India is. And again, it's such a large country because you look up far into the north and, of course, it's adjacent to um, Nepal. So you've got the mountain ranges, you've got the snow-capped mountains, the ruggedness of the far north. And then you go down right down to the south and you've got around Goa and so on and you've got the beautiful waterways, the Kerala waterways, where you can hire houseboats and do all sorts of you know, So completely things. different landscapes. Yeah. And, and then in the middle you've got desert like we have. Like mm. They've got desert and also they've got beautiful animals there as well so you've still got your, your tigers and all sorts of things there, of course famous elephants as they have their camels as well which they have their festival every year for the Pushkar Camel Festival <laughs> which they say is something really wonderful to go to and the Taj Mahal for example is just one of 36 World Heritage Sites in India so it's got a lot of World Heritage areas, these beautiful old palaces that are just That's fantastic. what I would love to see, the palaces and, and that are all restored and mm, most of them beautiful. are now converted to beautiful luxury hotels that you can stay in, you know, perched in the middle of the lake, you know, near Jaipur. Treated like a queen, quite literally. Literally. 
literally, as, as I said, lots of caves, as I said, national parks, as I mentioned, including one of them is the home of the great Indian one-horned rhinoceros. So ah. people often think we're a rhinoceros only from Africa. Yes. You know? So you yep. do have these other animals that in, are in other continents as well. And, of course, your cuisine, of course. And it's not just about all... Everyone thinks all Indian food's spicy. It's not. Yeah. There's a lot of different ranges of it, of course. And traditionally, a lot of it is uh, fresh pulses, vegetables rice because a lot of them of course the, the cow is sacred to the Hindu um, and seafood and coconut of course so it's a really interesting and diverse country and there's a couple of really interesting holidays you can do the colourful holy festival which we've talked this one about before this is the colour festival and this is where they get all these different coloured paints and you just throw them at each other and all this it's oh, just how fun yeah and H-O-L-I it's not holy as in religious so oh, okay. it's, it's one of the most respected festivals of India and the all their festivals last for at least a day and a night and this one starts in the evening what they call Purnima or the full moon and it's a famous as I said throughout the whole of India and the ritual starts by lighting up um, the bonfire the day before and this symbolises the triumph of good over bad so they play with colours and make all these interesting things and you know, throw them at each other and it's just quite fantastic and that happens in usually March of the, like that'd be this year okay. or March of next year of course we're just about done with March now um, and then the other one as I mentioned before is the one that takes you to the to Pushkar which is the camel fair and that occurs in October November so that'd be an interesting one if you're still thinking of going to India this year and it's also on that at that time is the um, India's festival of lights so you can do that in the camel fair at the same time and it's during full moon night in the month of November and that's why they have it at that oh, time. Oh, that would be good to see. And that fair pulls five million visitors nearly every oh year. Oh, my goodness. So you're going to be one of five million. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But certainly these are, and there's lots, lots more. So, you know, if you're going to India, it's nice to be able to incorporate one one of these festivals or fairs are on because it's something that you, you'll never see here. Yeah, and most definitely. they're one-offs, you know, that you're going to include as part of your experience that you'll never forget. Oh, that's it. And you do get to feel much more a part of the culture and it's just adds yes. another layer when you get to see one of the festivals yeah. and oh. a different aspect. And anywhere, like just even, I was just looking at one of these others here, the Tomatina Festival in Spain, you know, where they throw the tomatoes at each other. Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. So that's a very messy but colourful festival, of course, and thousands of people turn up for that, of course. You each just want to hope they're ripe, the tomatoes. Well, I reckon they'd have hurt. to be because if they were green, they'd be, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be any good. And that's August the 28th. Um, but there's lots of other festivals, like there's the Festival of Light in Berlin, and it's in from October 11 to October 20. So there's another one you can do. In Sweden, they have what they call the Summer Solstice Festival, and they have that every year at the end of what they call midsummer which is the 22nd of june and this year we've got the women's world cup playing in france so you want to go to the soccer um there's a lot of games happening throughout france paris reims la havre montpellier nice valenciennes grenoble um the competition begins june 7 and the gold medal matches in lyon on july 7 and in britain you've got a foodies festival in may in brighton of all places mm. and the Kirkenhof Gardens of course near Amsterdam famous 
for their flower shows, which are on from March through to May. And, of course, that time of year when you see the beautiful tulips. And uh, talking about flowers, you just reminded me, we were speaking earlier about how you've got to be prepared and you've got to research. Yes. Um, my cousin is getting married soon and going over to Japan and wants to see the yes. cherry blossoms. Yes. Um, they're, they're out in bloom now, but they'll still, yes. you know, they're just sort of ending and she'll get to see them. But she hadn't booked her accommodation. She got a real shock when she booked the other night and I think mm-hmm. she's paying $1,000 per night because there was just nowhere. Nah, cherry blossoms, just such a popular time there from mm. March into April. So you really do have to plan a Head yes. if you're going to be anywhere when there's something on. Yeah, because otherwise you're paying astronomical yes, amounts. or for, you're stuck any... out in the middle of nowhere. That's right. Where you mm. don't want to be. So, no, planning ahead is always very wise. And I love it when people do that and come into me and they've done their research. And it's great because it means they're really passionate about what they they're want involved, to do and yeah. involved. You know, they're just not just wanting me to say... You this know, is what you should do, do or go yeah, here. Or... Yeah, I love it when they come in. And then it's it's fun helping them plan and achieve those things that they've researched and that, that they want to do. You know, it's, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Now, Sal, we've come to that time of the day where we like to look at hot deals in the marketplace. It's the perfect time. Uh, if people are planning a holiday, starting to think about a holiday, this could be some options. Certainly could. And this is absolutely crazy. This is a company called MW Tours who operate tours throughout Asia, but they've now gone into... Uh, uh, Sri Lanka and the Indian subcontinent, Africa, etc. But this sale is because of the Chinese New Year and the Year of the Pig sale, right? Okay. So they're having up to 65% off. Oh, you don't hear that on um, holidays and travel. some of their tours. And they've extended it through to the 31st of March. Holidays will include China, you know, India, Japan, Sri Lanka, as I mentioned, Taiwan, Vietnam. Only $99 deposit on a range. <laughs> so these right? are only all short tours, though. They're just little ones. They're a, like a nine nine-day classic China, an eight-day inspiring India, uh, a nine-day stunning Sri Lanka and a nine-day vibrant Vietnam. They've got between 50 and 65% off. And, you know, that's a good amount of time for people that might only be able to get two weeks to go here or there, which a lot of people only get the two-week period. just have that little short break and also just gives them a taste. If they they really love the place, they can always go back. Because they are, we're talking about, as we say, with India and China, of course, two huge countries. Yeah, there's a lot to do. A lot. But even on some of their other tours, they've still got some rebates off selected departure dates on a range of other programs as well. And we were, were talking Lake Air today, and a company called Kirkhope Aviation do outback air tours and corporate charter. And you actually can um, hire a plane yourself for King Air. There's a story here where they did it for one family, and the whole family went on a six-day tour down to uh, Tasmania. So they do individual charters, but they have organised tours as well. So for people that don't have a lot of time, they're doing a little short um, trip out to um, Lake Eyre and William Creek, just a two-day one, but their normal ones are three and four days just to take people out there if you're interested in doing anything like that. Um, People love their fly cruise holidays, Sarah. That's one of our biggest sellers. It's amazing. You know, I guess it's one of those packages that seems to appeal and it's always good value for money. Uh, This is the Hawaiian Smiles and Polynesian Isles. I love that name. You that's like great. That? Yeah, that's good. Uh, one-way airfare to Honolulu with Qantas. You have a night's accommodation there, and then you get a fabulous 20-night cruise doing all those wonderful Polynesian islands all the way back to Sydney. Um, oh, is, that is cool. I like that. And there's a saving of over $2,800 per stateroom on that, and that's on the 30th of September, finishing wow. on the 20th of October. Have you done much cruising? I so? have in my, my misspent youth. 
yeah. my wild misspent you, oh, I did. you went on the single cruises. Oh, yeah, you? yeah, man, I was single in those oh, days. Look out. I did heaps of cruising back then. <laughs> uh, I did a lot. I, I don't so much now. As I've said to you before, I do enjoy now my smaller vessel cruising, my expedition. You shouldn't allow cruising. back on the bigger one. That's what it is. I'm not allowed. Lifetime ban. I'm not allowed. I'm banned. <laughs> banned forever. Uh, there's another one on the 20th September 2 called Oahu and Pacific Paradise. And again, that's an airfare to Honolulu with two nights accommodation and a 19-night cruise. And that's also got incredible savings of up to thir- nearly $1,300. And lastly, Mai Tai and Tahitian treasures. So this is flying to Honolulu with two nights again and an 18-night cruise on Celebrity Solstice. And there's savings on that one of up to 660 And that's September. So there's three September ones there. This one, I think, is fantastic. This is a grand voyage in June of this year, 4th of June. You're getting to fly free. Now, it's with a company called Voyages, Voyages to Antiquity. Um, you have a two-night host hotel stay, then you embark on the Aegean Odyssey in Sevilla, and you set sail along the scenic coast of Portugal, Lisbon or Porto, and you're also going, they take you inland, there's all these, with Voyages to Antiquity, they include, like, excursions as well. Okay. So you're not popping your hand in the pocket for all the, all the hidden Which extras. Which is nice, because they add up. Yeah, and you, you, they take you into the Spanish Cathedral of the Santiago de Compostela, uh, you go to Enfleur on the Normandy coast and the Channel Isle of Guernsey. And then you go on to London. Then you go up and do the fjords in the remote part of North Norway as well. So the land of the midnight sun, Copenhagen. So isn't that an incredible itinerary? So it's a 27-night it cruise itinerary. Your return airfare to Europe is free. And a two-night stay in Sevilla. There's only a few cabins remaining on that. Now, it's under just under $15,000. But when you think that's your airfares, 27-night cruises with all your it's meals. It's quite a lot in there. all your sites. All your meals too. Huge. That's, that's big. Um, and another quick little one, Wendy Wu, who runs uh, Tours to Asia, that she's had a sale as well with a lot of their Asian um, itineraries. And they've extended their sale. Last chance on a fly free to Asia has been extended to 27 March on a range of the Wendy Wu sightseeing tours as well. So as I've said to you, there's also some lovely re- pre-releases have come out with Scenic and APT for Canada, Alaska, Europe cruising and small ship cruising for next year with lots of great discounts that finish at very various different times, but most of them finish by the end of April. So if you're wanting to save for next year's holidays, get in now. now is the time to still get in and get those either early birds or fly freeze. Sally Lucas, thank you so much. Another excellent talking travel. Thank you, Sarah. You have a beautiful weekend. I will. And we shall catch you same time next week.